From the first 15 employees at Flexport to now having his own startup and changing the way we look at manufacturing forever, Ram, CEO of SKU Team, joined me last week to give us a glimpse into the amazing things they are doing. If you are spending 14% of your retail margin on factory audits or more at Origin, then you do not want to miss this episode because those days are over with SKU Team. Check it out wherever you subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain podcast. Podcast or it's episode 125 under podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Ayana is responding to the needs of the intermodal freight industry, and they are delivering. They have created a brand new program called The Business of Intermodal Continues. It's entirely online and will include educational webinars, virtual panel discussions, market updates, and industry leader interviews throughout the remainder of 2020. For more details, visit intermodal.org. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. It is a busy time for us right now. Last week, I recorded five podcast episodes and did two live events. We also released brand new episodes of The Data Den with Susan Walsh, From the Front Lines with Andrew Johnson, and the Supply Chain Minute with Irina Roska. Go and check all of that incredible supply chain content out over on our YouTube channel, the SC Supply Chain TV. Plus, coming up, we've got a really cool mini-series coming up called You Won't Believe What We've Seen. And that's going to be coming out in August. So stay tuned for that. On today's show, I am being joined by the supply chain titan. After more than 30 years of being in the logistics industry, he has learned a thing or two about moving things around and leading people to do their best and give their best to their clients. His motto, whether it's in life or business, he believes in one thing. He only wants to be there if he can make it better. Who am I talking? about? Well, I will tell you about who is coming up on the show. But before I do that, let's get to the question of the week. So the question of the week is, what conversations should we be having around diversity and inclusion? We had a lot of really great feedback, not only on my personal LinkedIn page, but on the Let's Talk supply chain across social media from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and we're so thankful for all of you for weighing in. I'm just going to give you an insight of some of the people who answered on our Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page. So Alviro says, to me, all this is related to a sentence, respect to be respected. If we don't start with the respect to others, we will not be aiming for having real diversity and inclusion. Hence, we will be moving backwards again. Colin Russell, inclusion and diversity initiatives have been around for a little while now. And I think we need to do to 
be more detailed in what that means. I couldn't agree with you more, Colin. He goes on to say, I see where companies utilize broad inclusion and diversity curriculum, but we need to pinpoint what that means. Example, being inclusive to the LGBTQ community is very different thing than being inclusive to a certain race. A broad stroke to tackle inclusion and diversity is not how to be effective when dealing with these real problems seen in our workplaces and society. And so I definitely agree with you, Colin. That is one of the reasons why we are working on a special project around this because there's so much to talk about. We want to make sure that we are honoring everybody. We are including everybody. I want to know what diversity and inclusion, those words actually mean to people and what experiences that have they had? What can we learn from those experiences? So stay tuned because we are definitely working on that as we speak. Thanks again to everyone who joins us on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram every Wednesday. And make sure to comment and engage so you too can be featured on an upcoming episode. So did you guess who the supply chain titan is? Well, it's Wes Strubing, CEO of Logistics Titan, is here to give us insights into how they specialize in telecommunications, healthcare and retail, and about how they create solutions for high-touch products, minimize costs while becoming an extension of your team so you can get your job done on time. Let's learn a little bit more about Wes before we dive in. In college, he played football, moving other big guys out of the way at BYU. Today, him and his team help companies like yours to move large, fragile, expensive equipment with a bit more care than than he did on the football field. After more than 30 years of being in the logistics industry, he's learned a thing or two about moving things around and leading people to do their best and give their best to their customers. Logistics isn't what he does. It's his passion, helping customers like Walmart, Philips Healthcare, T-Mobile, Ericsson, Sprint, and Steris. They figure out how to minimize loss and make you and your team look really, really good. So welcome to the show, Wes. Sarah, it is great to be here. Nice to see you. I am always so excited to talk with entrepreneurs in supply chain. So when we had the chance to connect on Zoom, I jumped at it. And then that led us here talking about your company, Logistics Titans, and your perspectives on the industry. I really like what you're putting out there on social media we spoke about this briefly uh, before I hit the record button, and I just want to say thank you for being part of the leading voices in supply chain. So it's all in a name, isn't it? Well, tell us the story about how you created the brand and why did you call your company Logistics Titans? That is a super question, actually. So if you know the, the legend of the Titans, the legend of the Titan is they're born from sea and air. So they're like gods born from sea and air. And like that, we we're born from two pretty amazing brands in our industry. One is CRST, Specialized Transportation, and the other is Global Trends. And we're an agent for both of those organizations. On top of that, we're also a full-service freight forwarder. But our company really specifically works with organizations that have complex supply chains. And those are complex supply chains where results really, really matter. And that's how we got to that Logistics Titans name. Yeah, I really like the name and I love hearing the story behind the brand. Well, I think the other part of this too that I, I can't leave out is, you know, my, my grandfather and my father were all in logistics and for early electronics logistics. And so uh, I kind of uh, 
I grew on the backs of those Titans and I was uh, grateful to be here. So another tip of the hat to my family. Amazing. So like me, it sounds like supply chain is definitely in your blood. Sad, but true. I don't think I could get out of it now if I had to, but I don't want to. So we're, we're good. And I am definitely in the same boat. I grew up in the family business. And so I always say that supply chain is in my blood. So that's really, really awesome. What are the hardest challenges with respect to logistics that companies are facing and overcoming today? I mean, you talked about being a full service freight forwarder, but then you also spoke about dealing with complex supply chains. And maybe if you want to explain what some of the complexities are, and then let's talk about the challenges when it comes to logistics. Well, I think uh, dealing with those complex supply chains, one of the things we continually battle is accurate and good forecasting information and being able to have any kind of a forecast which to plan against and, and to provide information for others against. And I think that our, our customers have a hard time in these complex supply chains getting to full visibility of their product in real time. And that's something that we enable and have been very successful in putting in front of our customers. Absolutely. And I think that as we move forward with everything that's happening right now, supply chains are just going to get that much more complex. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. So we're, we're working through predictive analytics and we're actually helping our customers forecast better than they can on their own now based on the historical data and what, what we think is going to happen next. Do you want to talk a little bit about data? I mean, I talk about it all the time. It's something that we hear a lot about. We're definitely talking about it, but I'm not sure if everyone has really wrapped their heads around the importance. Maybe during COVID, they are realizing more and more how important data really is, but I want to hear it from you. You know, what's your perspective on data? If people aren't thinking about it, what are going to be the challenges when it comes to that? Well, I, I think it's it's becoming an interesting evolution in this business in general, where we've gone from just being people that provided transportation services or warehousing services or other things to being someone who provides meaningful data back to that business that enables planning and forecasting that really drives additional cost savings for that business. And also that same visibility in orders you to kind of de-layer a supply chain in many cases and... <laughs> and focus on what total landed cost looks like as opposed to what a transaction looks like. I've seen supply chains of, of massive companies you would know that are so fragmented and so broken that they spend that same dollar. Now they may grind on that same dollar to get it down to be, you know, let's say 75 cents, but they'll spend that same 75 cents seven times trying to go to a solution. And we're trying to get them to spend that dollar once. And total landed cost is a really, really big deal, right? I mean, I don't think sometimes when we are looking at the costs of the products that we're really factoring that in. If you know we're looking at the total cost of supply chains that covers sourcing, procurement, logistics, last mile, and if in each one of those are fragmented, we're not coming together and collaborating, we are missing a lot along the way. And if we're thinking about the total landed costs over here to the right, but we're not really thinking about or including sourcing to the left, you know, there could be potential for a lot of losses to the bottom line, right? Yep. Well, it's, it's, and you bring up a very good point when you include the conversation surrounding sourcing, because that's been the, the difficult thing to work through in this business climate. Because you, when you have a client, those clients are really comprised of two different segments of that business. 
One is that sourcing organization that's required to buy it. And then there's the business that operates it, the operating side of the house. And their objectives are not always the same. And they're not always in alignment, which can really lead to some challenges and why, you know, and we try to be as easy to do business with as we possibly can. But there are sometimes we have to save the customer from themselves and push back a little bit and say, guys, this is not going to net the best thing for you. And I, we try to act as, as almost a blind advocate, but I can't be a blind advocate for those customers that could potentially harm themselves as a result. And so sometimes you have to say that's not going to work, guys. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point in that if you are going to work with partners, no matter what that looks like in your supply chain, you want somebody that is A, going to be that advocate, and B, have those hard conversations with you to say, you know, listen, guys, this isn't really working, or we can't come in and help you if you're not really going to help yourselves. Well, I, I think in that regard, our philosophy is pretty simple. In fact, we don't know each other very well, but my one of my core philosophies in life is I will be in your life as long as I can make it better. If I can't make your life better, I'm going to get out. And that transcends customers and business that has to do with my friends, my, like anybody I know. That is my rule for life. If I can make your life better, I'm staying in. And there are times with some customers, we just say, we're, we're, this is not a good fit for us. And those are particularly the environments where, and it's unfortunate but true, but but transportation, at least the transportation components, can be commoditized to the point sometimes where they're really overlooking some potential value. And that's when it gets dangerous. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So let's transition into leadership a little because I like what you are saying there. Where did you where did that come from? You know, how did that make how did you make that one of your core values? And how does that define you as a leader and leading the team at Logistics Titans? Well, when I was asked on, a, on another podcast, I was recently asked another question about leadership. And they asked, where would you say you are in your leadership journey? And I said something pretty, and I've said this for years. I say, you know, either you're green and growing or you're ripe and you're rotting. There's kind of no place in between. And in my leadership journey, I like to believe I'm green and growing. I'll always be green and growing. And, and I guess that particular tact came with, I guess I'll call it self-awareness over time, so maturity and self-awareness, to say I only want to be involved when I think I can really help. If I can't help, I'm wasting everyone's time, including mine, and it's just not a good fit. And it's okay. It's okay not to be a good fit. In fact, we had... Uh, it's in the wake of this whole COVID crisis, I had an initial call with a prospective client just yesterday or day before yesterday. I'm sorry. And it's interesting to see how those have evolved a bit because they've almost become like a, a speed dating exercise now. It's like, okay, let's get on the phone for 15, maybe 20 minutes. What do you do? What do you need? Is there something in the middle that actually works? And we had a 14-minute conversation that something actually worked. We set up a call for later that afternoon, and we're off the races because we could help, right? But it's interesting to see how that, fortunately, has kind of started to resonate in this current environment post-COVID. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you said about leadership, right? I mean, I don't think you can be a true leader unless you are really learning and or you're always learning. And I think that's the same for everybody in any industry, but particularly in supply chain. We are ever evolving. There are so many moving parts, so many things we need to be agile about, especially right now. And we can't be complacent in our learning. We have to be continuously learning. One of the questions or comments I get all the time is that professionals are overwhelmed by the amount of content that is out there. So how do you manage that as a leader and as someone who is constantly learning? So I have a particular rhythm to my content consumption because I could easily get sucked into never ending content. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty selective about what I want to listen to and when, but occasionally I'll get stuff that, that crosses my path that I like. That's I'll take the time to, to glance at. So I do keep up some walls of, you know, keeping some stuff out, but the content I consume is not purely logistics based because that's boring after a while. I'm more than a logistics person, so I consume a lot of content. Um, but one of my favorite, I don't know if you, have you ever, do you get the hustle by any chance? I love the hustle. Yeah. So I love the hustle because it's irreverently written. It's funny. It's topical and it's quick. And the reporting is really pretty solid. So that's probably a good example of something I pay attention to almost every day. But I'm also, I'm also a sports nut. So I look at really good sports writing all the time. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm into sports as well. You know, going back to the hustle, I don't know if you have noticed, but they have had more stories about logistics and supply chain. And I've been able to use some of those stories in my thoughts and coffee episodes that are live on LinkedIn every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. And it's really it's really great to be able to take a different spin on logistics and supply chain. So I really enjoy reading those stories and sharing them out with the community the community because they're not really something that we, we are traditionally hearing about. And uh, so I'm really glad you brought that up. Well, I, I think you, know, you bring up an interesting point there, frankly, because, you know, pre COVID we started to see things graduate from supply chains that was not just talked about in a warehouse anymore. It started to be talked about in boardrooms and this COVID crisis really brought that to a head to the point where we were providing daily updates to our t- key clients on the entire market at large, and the CEOs were consuming the content that we were providing in the risk to their supply chain. So I, I, I hope some of that thought process continues, but I'm not holding my breath yet. Well, me too. And it's been exciting to see, right? I mean, especially politicians and some of our supply chain thought leaders on TV talking about supply chain. It's been really exciting. And hopefully we will see more of that moving forward and, you know, stay on top of mind for everyone. We can talk about it until we're blue in the face, but supply chain really is the backbone of business and of the economy. So going back to logistics titans, I know we took a little bit of a detour, um, but how is logistics titans different from other logistics providers in the market? You have just given us a glimpse into your leadership style, and I think that makes you different in in and of itself. But a lot of people look at logistics companies and they wonder how they are different from one from the one they are currently using. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well. You know, my, my background comes from working with very large enterprise clients. So some of the largest market cap clients in those environments. And, and so I know 
how to manage those client relationships. I also know what they're looking for and what they want and how they can demonstrate success to their management and their people. I also, I think, again, we, we talked about it earlier, but we kind of act as the virtually blind advocate for our clients facilitating their agenda. And I do think that's a different approach. I think that typically people tend to represent their companies, right, and do their company's job of work. That's what they're going to do. And they're going to toe the line, and that's the way it's going to be. Uh, at our company, we believe that our exclusive mission is to facilitate our client's agenda. Again, unless it's going to, unless it's going to harm them. So I think that's, that's different. The second part is, to us, results really, really matter. And that's, that's part of our tag, tagline, but it's not a tagline. It's something we really believe. So our people believe that those results matter, and they're very passionate about those results for our clients. And we hope our clients feel that, that too. I think the, the last thing is we, we're, a, we're a close-knit family, and I support my team like they were my family. So I believe in those frontline people first. I treat them first because in turn, they treat our customers the same way. What I'm hearing is that you have more of a holistic approach. You know, you're not only thinking about what you are doing for them, you are thinking about their supply chains as a whole. You're thinking about the business from the bottom to the top, right? Because you are positioning them well in their company to talk about how it is benefiting the business. And then you're also talking about the customer experience standpoint and making sure that they are winning on both sides, you know, paired with the voice of reason to say this might not work is a very powerful position to be in this market. Yeah. And it's frankly, I'm glad you can easily see it, Sarah, but it's sometimes it's difficult to relay that value to clients because there is a tendency on occasion for logistics to be really commoditized and just be a, a rate exercise. And that is uh, that is painfully, painfully lacking in understanding the true importance that a that an organization can bring. Understood. So we have spoken about your leadership. Um, how is Logistics Titans taking a leadership role when it comes to information? You know, how is the Logistics Titans team helping your customers to cope with the effects of COVID-19? You know, especially with all of the challenges that are coming out of their suppliers in China and Mexico. Uh, so I can tell you, we've had to do a lot <laughs> We've had to provide a lot of storage solutions for our clients in a lot of places because goods have to be stored. And that's part of our organic offering anyway. So that wasn't a leap outside of the box for us. Believe it or not, during this whole mess, our revenue is up 40% year over year. And we think it's going to maintain that that kind of a course. Um, and that's not because rates have changed or anything else. I mean, ultimately, it's in, fact, in some, some cases, rates are sharply down. Um, but we've had to help them find storage solutions, postponement solutions, look at storing things near ports in, in aggregate for clients. Um, but you just have to get creative in, in solving the problem. You know, some of the other things, we're, by the way, some of the other things we're working on is we're, we have a proposal in right now to help a very large chain of, uh, how about a large coffee shop chain? We'll say that, okay? They've got to in this in this new age of social distancing. They'd like to pull about half of their furniture out of each one of those facilities and store them for ninety days until they decide how they're going to behave as an organization going forward. So we're looking at doing that for a, for an organization right now. So 
There's lots of interesting ways to support organizations where they don't even know where they can go for those services in some cases. Yeah. And you make a really good point because we as supply chain professionals always traditionally have been problem solvers. And it's the reason why people fall into supply chain, but it's also the reason why people stay in supply chain. I mean, there's so much creativity and strategy and everything that goes along into the day to day um, because no day is really ever the same. Well, that and that is my favorite part of this business. Absolutely. It's like I'm working on my old fixer-upper every single day. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to be comfortable with change if you are going to be in this business. Yep. As I was doing my research, I noticed on the website that you have a COVID-19 update. And that doesn't surprise me because you are always thinking of your team and your customers and uh, making sure that you're keeping them up to date. But you also spoke about your team being like your family and with all the changes that are coming down the line and how we operate in supply chain. So I'm sure there's going to be some restrictions for the safety of the workers. You know, does that affect any processing of shipments or does that increase time delays for delivering supplies? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, that's been a, frankly, a really, it's a huge learning exercise. And so we've gotten to learn. Um, I, we're fortunate enough to have the world's largest retailer that can go unnamed, but everyone knows who the world's largest retailer is um, as a client. And to be perfectly frank with you, they have some amazing minds dedicated to this and we're following their lead because they truly know what they're doing. So you may have seen me publish things over time, including a guide to getting back to work in a COVID-19 era. That was bits and pieces that are taken from information that I received from them directly. So um, it has changed a lot. On the warehousing side, I don't think it's changed as starkly as we thought it might have to. You know, they looked that we looked at for some some firms looked at having what they called a dirty warehouse and a clean warehouse where you had triage to try and treat goods that were dirty and then move them into the clean warehouse. Um, those have been abandoned because largely the cost structure is too punitive to make that work in comparison to the risk. Um, you know, I think we've seen wait times. I think the move towards true yard management systems and dock appointment scheduling is going to become more and more severe. Uh, the way drivers are treated may be a little worse, frankly, in some cases, because drivers, as we all know, drivers out there in this world, they operate, they only make money when that truck is moving. So anytime that truck is not moving, they're not making money. And we're very concerned about that because we want our guys to make money. We need everyone to make money. Um, and so having those extreme delays certainly has picked up through this entire crisis. Um, but we, we believe that this is a, a short-term discomfort, not a long-term problem. Yeah, I would agree with you because I think there are going to be long-term processes, maybe even improved, right? Through this whole thing, we have to get through the learning curve to be able to get there. So I agree with you, being a short-term challenge for the long-term term game or gain, because it's it can only get better from here. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I do. All right. So you did talk about one of the customers you are helping with furniture storage. Why don't you give us a real life example of how you have worked with one of your customers? You know, what was the challenge they faced? How and what was the solution? And finally, what was the benefit you provided to that customer? So those very wildly. And I guess we'll, so we'll use the, the one organization we spoke of briefly. 
Um, cause that was kind of a fun story, frankly. Um, so they, for this customer, we manage all of their heavy refrigeration equipment. So you can imagine deli coolers and dairy coolers and coffin freezers and you know, large scale items like that, that are very difficult to handle in a, in a warehousing environment. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to destroy them pretty quickly. Um, they were, they were down the path with one process, and that process was giving them to a general contractor to manage, and then that general contractor would install them as required. And we proposed to them to have a, a start change where we would receive the goods, store the goods, and deliver the goods on a holistic basis, on a, on a fixed price basis for them uh, that saved them 60 cents on the dollar. Yeah. And ultimately, it did save them 60 cents on the dollar. And uh, I think everyone walked away pretty happy. And eight years later, we're still doing the same thing, so it must work. But uh, that's, I guess, a pretty good example of a solution we put together. Wow, that's great. And how did you even know that was a challenge for them? Because at the end of the day, it was working, I guess. So it just wasn't working as efficiently as it could have. So how did that conversation even start? So that was kind of, that was an interesting start to a conversation. So we started a project for actually one of their construction companies, right? So one of these construction companies came to us and said, could you do this for us? We said, well, sure. And uh, one of the representatives, not from the construction company, but from the their customer, he couldn't believe that someone was actually delivering on time. And so he said, I've got to go see these people. Yeah, so he got to go see these people. So all of a sudden, my warehouse manager alerts me that we have, uh, we have this guy from this company walking through our warehouse. I said, really? I should probably go meet him. And uh, next thing you know, it became his personal project internally. He brought it up to some of his management, and it became a national program in about three months. Wow. And so it really is all about the details. Yep. Because if you hadn't kept to your promise and delivered on time as expected, I mean, it never would have led to that opportunity that eight years later, you are still in business with them. It's kind of nice when a, when a $40,000 project becomes, you know, an $8 million a year project. Yeah. Amazing. For our listeners, you know, what questions should they be asking internally so they know the right time to call you and what they can expect when they do call you? You know, is it a consultation? Do you charge for consultation? What's the process and what do you find out to really understand how you can help them? So no, we don't charge for a consultation because that's ridiculous and no one should ever do that. Yeah. Um, if, if, so, if we're doing a massive consulting project, we might look, if it's a contracted consulting project only, we might charge for something like that, but that's, that's not our end game. Um, what we're trying to do, frankly, is dig to find a fit that makes sense and to see if there's some sort of supply chain change we can help with. Yeah, and, and we're still, ultimately, we're still a 3PL too. So we're providing common transportation services and we're happy to help with those too. But they're not as fun, frankly, as some of the others. But the fun, the fun comes in how that business is managed and how, how those clients feel that we've wrapped our team and our analytics and our reviews around them and their business. That's the change that they would probably notice. But, uh, but to engage, let's just, I think it's going to start to be as kind of like what I outlined earlier. We're going to have a 15-minute talk. And the 15-minute talk may end up being, in fact, 
that was the other one. I, I scheduled a half hour call with a prospective client about 30 days ago that called ended up going an hour and 20 minutes. And that ended up having them analyze whether they want to outsource everything they were doing themselves to us or not, because they're looking at now evolving to a, ver a, a variable cost basis project management as opposed to fixed. So instead of standing up their own warehouses and buying fixed warehouse space and staffing them all, they're looking at us on a variable basis, which is quite a bit more ultimately cost-effective and quite a bit more flexible, too. I think there are going to be a lot of people looking at that. So if I was thinking of calling you, what questions would I be asking to know to pick up the phone? Sarah, that's impossible to answer just because it is, it's so varied and it's so unique I, I, we won't know until we get there. So let's figure it out together. So just make the call. I mean, make it sounds like based on the questions that you ask, it goes into various different directions and you never know where it will go and how it will benefit. So let's get into the future. How do you see the future of logistics? Um, you know, what advice would you give to shippers looking at new strategies in their supply chains? Oh, let's see. Um, Loaded question right here. Don't, don't get, well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be mean to some people and I don't like to be mean, but I will be, it's, you know, don't believe in the promise of Uber freight and those like them because it's, uh, it's not what you think it is at this point and will take a long way to scale to get there if it ever does, in fact. And what do you um, mean by that? The concept doesn't quite play out the same way because it's so service intensive at this point and built on relationships that if you think that there's going to be some engine that's going to do that all, I think you've made a mistake. Um, people are still incredibly important in this process and will continue to be. Um, you know, the use of predictive analytics and artificial intelligence and automation is not going to go away. And in fact, we're, we're in the middle of rolling out uh, quite a bit of all of that ourselves at Logistics Titans. So we're going to be sending text updates to all of our clients when they, when they need to understand split-second delivery timing. In fact, one of the things that we do, we're, we're heavily engaged in this 5G rollout for telecommunications organizations. And the real, one of the real challenges in that business is having enough human beings to install all of the hardware on site at each one of these sites. So that is the, the center of their hourglasses, right? Their ability to install that many. So those installers have to be freed up to do anything and everything they can, which means we have to do our best to accommodate them and their schedule and meet them on a just-in-time basis. So that means if they can know in real time where their truck is and when it's going to be delivered, if they get that extra free half hour to go to Subway to grab a sandwich in between, that's what they need to go do because they're going to have to build later. And that's part of making – that's part of the things that's hard to, to quantify in a transactional rate-driven environment. That's a big deal to those organizations. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's you know all going to come down to communication and flexibility. Everyone is looking for more communication, but they're also looking at it from various different methods and levels, and we want to meet the customer where they are. You know, and just hone in on that process and make it easier for them. We don't want the customer to conform to something that we want them to conform to because it will be better for everyone. And sometimes with technology, we forget and we forget that and we push too hard. If we focus on the communication and the flexibility, then I think everyone will win. 
So we talked about the future of the industry, but what's next for Logistics Titans? What is next? Well, we're continuing to try and prudently grow our business, which is exciting. Um, we're getting ready to announce the expansion of a new office elsewhere in the U.S. So right now we have four offices and we're going to be moving to five and adding some additional team members. And I think you'll see us continue to expand in the markets on a, on a prudent nature with, with people and with partners that share our same philosophies. So we're pretty careful about how and when we grow and with who, because I don't want to lose the family dynamic and that passion to serve that we have, because I, I just don't want to run a company that acts that way. It's going to be exciting to see what you do in the future because of your passion and that supply chain is in your blood. And it's not just you, it's your whole team that is passionate about helping your customer. So no matter the challenge, you always need a partner you can count on and one that knows their way around the specific industry and changes you are facing. Wes and the team at Logistics Titans are ready and willing to help you tackle your biggest logistics challenges. So make sure to reach out to them. If you'd like more information about Wes, Logistics Titans, and this episode, please check out letstalksupplychain.com forward slash episode 126 or at their website, logistics with an S, Titans with an S dot com. Thank you, Wes, for coming on the show and showing us what Logistics Titans is all about. Sarah, thank you so much. It was a great conversation. I look forward to talking with you again soon. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you are looking for episodes on specific topics, we have you covered. Under podcasts or blogs at letstalksupplychain.com, click on categories and choose the topic you are looking for. So next week, as we leap into August, it is a new Woman in Supply Chain feature, and I can't wait for this one. Martha Lumatete is one of my favorite people. She is working at Southwest in their um, tech division, and she has so much to share. Her journey is incredible and so very inspiring. So sponsored by Apex Logistics, our Woman in Supply Chain series is next up on the agenda, and you're not going to want to miss that. If you'd like to support the show, there's a few ways to do that. Follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. And subscribe to the SC Supply Chain TV over on YouTube. Next, go to ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z.com. Visit and sign up 
We are looking for freight forwarders and mid-market shippers to come on our platform and check out what we are doing in the international shipping space. Next, if you're looking for some supply chain, logistics, procurement, merchandise, go to shop at letstalksupplychain.com because we have you covered. Plus, we have a supply chain dictionary that's 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions you will need to succeed in your supply chain career. Lastly, go and rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts and you will be featured on an upcoming episode. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.